Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Welcome to the Financial Times Big Read, a weekly podcast featuring the best of our long-form reporting from around the world. I'm Anna Dedder from the Comment and Analysis Desk. Should highly paid executives have the free use of company jets? There was a backlash against excessive use of such corporate perks after the 2008 financial crisis and the practice was reined in. But David Crow and Robin Kwong say that most companies in the S&P 500 still operate private jets or lease them from third parties. Their reasons include the security of top personnel and the need to avoid delays and queues on commercial airlines. And many have now banned the use of their aircraft for personal trips. So are corporate jets justified? This report is narrated by David. When Ross Johnson was chief executive of RJR Nabisco, the tobacco and biscuits conglomerate in the 1980s, he sent Rocco, his pet dog, on a 2,000-mile flight aboard the company jet. According to the story, made famous in Barbarians at the Gate, a book about the leveraged buyout of the company in 1988, Mr Johnson had been playing in a golf tournament in a Palm Springs resort when the German shepherd bit a security guard, prompting concern that the dog would be quarantined, or worse. Rocco was smuggled onto one of RJR Nabisco's ten private jets, listed as the passenger G. Shepherd, and flown from California to the group's headquarters in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, with an executive as his chaperone. It would be hard to find the head of a publicly listed group doing something so egregious in 2016. But according to a study by the Financial Times of more than 1,000 corporate filings for every company in the US S&P 500 index over two years, some executives still use a company aircraft as if they were their own property. The total spent by S&P 500 companies on personal corporate jet flights was roughly $40 million a year in 2013 and 2014. It's a relatively small amount when compared with the billions of dollars spent on salaries and bonuses, but big enough to be seen by some investors as a harbinger of poor corporate governance. The Rocco episode was not the only instance of excess aboard Nabisco's fleet of jets, known as the RJR Air Force and operated by 36 corporate pilots. But for many, the story, which some have disputed, was the high watermark of corporate largesse, and one of the catalysts for a decades-long push to crack down on overspending at public companies. Corporate jets are just one of many perks granted to executives by compliant boards over the years, alongside rent-free accommodation and membership to country clubs. They have loomed large in the public consciousness, a gleaming symbol of corporate machismo, exclusivity and inequality. Carol Bowie of Institutional Shareholder Services which advises investors on how to vote at their annual meetings, says. There is a question as to why it is that the people who are the most highly paid at a company are the ones who receive an array of free perks. You can't disguise the fact that these people are the best able to afford to pay for such things themselves. 
Private jets became a flashpoint in the public anger that followed the financial crisis of 2008, with US politicians lashing out at executives from GM and Chrysler after they used corporate aircraft to travel to Washington to ask for a multi-billion dollar taxpayer bailout. AIG, the insurer, also came under fire for continuing to operate a fleet of jets after receiving $180 billion of bailout funds. The outrage caused many companies to limit personal use of corporate aircraft, as did the introduction of disclosure rules a decade ago, which forced public corporations to reveal how much is spent on the perk. The US Securities and Exchange Commission ushered in the rules in 2006, amid fears that companies were effectively paying executives more than they were telling investors. With freebies such as private jets, lump sums to pay their taxes, and memberships to luxury golf resorts. Most companies in the S&P 500 still operate private jets, or lease them for a third party, on the premise that commercial air travel in the US, which is plagued by delays and queues at security, is uneconomical for executives who have paid millions of dollars a year. Many, however, have forbidden executives from using their aircraft for personal trips or dramatically reduced the amount they can spend. Goldman Sachs does not allow Lloyd Blankfein, its chief executive, to use the company jet for his holidays, while Jamie Dimon, his counterpart at J.P. Morgan, spent less than $50,000 on personal flights aboard company jets in 2014. Some bankers do still take advantage of the benefit, though. In 2014, almost $240,000 was spent on a single round trip to Australia for James Gorman, chief executive of Morgan Stanley, to attend his mother's funeral. The FT's corporate jet files show there are still a significant number of companies which are spending large sums on personal flights, and in many cases much more than they were before the financial crisis. Barry Diller, chairman of Interactive Corps and Expedia, for instance, took personal flights worth $834,000 on the company jet in 2005, almost half the $1.7 million he spent in 2014. The amount spent on non-business trips by executives at Lucadia, owner of the investment bank Jefferies, has jumped from $435,000 in 2005 to about $1 million a year. Arthur Cohn, a lawyer at Cleary Gottlieb, who advises companies on corporate aircraft, says greater scrutiny of perks has prompted many groups to rethink their policies. He says, nevertheless, personal use of corporate aircraft is one of the perks that has been most resistant in the face of criticism. My experience suggests that many companies continue to offer it. The FT's analysis has found that it is not necessarily executives at the largest groups who are the biggest users of corporate jets for personal travel. Tim Cook, Apple's chief executive, does not receive the perk. Although the company did buy his predecessor, the late Steve Jobs, a personal jet that cost $90 million in 1999. None of the executives at Microsoft receive the benefit today either. Of the top 20 groups in the S&P 500, just three, Google, Facebook and Procter & Gamble, appear in either the top 10 list of biggest spending companies or executives. Conversely, several relatively small companies were big spenders. Freeport McMoran, the copper and gold producer, ranks as number 354 in the S&P 500 for market value, but spent $1.2 million on personal jet travel in 2014, more than any other company. Constellation Brands, the beer and wine group, and DeVita Healthcare Partners, the kidney dialysis company, also feature in the top 10. 
Otherwise, the ranks are dominated by companies where the founder or their family still exerts influence, such as Tyson Foods. The largest US meat processor is chaired by John Tyson, grandson of the company's founder. In 2013 and 2014 combined, Mr. Tyson and executives took personal flights aboard the company aircraft worth $2.3 million. Comcast, the cable and broadcasting group founded by Ralph Roberts and now run by his son, Brian, spent $2.2 million on personal private jet flights during the same period. According to Ms. Bowie of ISS, high spending on personal use of corporate jets is a red flag, a warning that top executives are treating a public company as if it were a family-owned enterprise or that the board of directors does not exert enough control. She says, Where you find misuse is often at companies where there seems to be in the C-suite a certain sense of entitlement, Investors pay attention to it as more of a sign, not the disease, that the CEO is too powerful. David Yermak, a professor at the Stern School of Business at New York University, conducted an analysis in 2005 that established a link between aircraft perquisites and inferior shareholder returns. Mr. Yermak analysed a decade's worth of data on 237 large companies and found that those that disclosed corporate aircraft benefits underperformed market benchmarks by more than 4% a year on average. The chief executive perquisite, where disclosed, is, Mr. Yermak said, associated with severe and significant underperformance of their employers' stocks. Many of the companies contacted by the FT said it was company policy for top executives to travel by corporate jet due to security concerns, although none of them would disclose whether they had been subject to specific threats. In private, companies say the perk is a reflection of the fact that the line between a chief executive's professional and personal life is often blurry, and that travelling on private jets allows them to discuss business without the risk of being overheard by other passengers. Mr Cohn says, Most executives argue that it enhances efficiency, that it gets them from A to B more quickly, and facilitates the discussion of business in transit. However, compared with other corporate freebies, Personal jet travel is expensive. First, the sums disclosed by the companies do not reflect the true cost. They are only required to publish the incremental cost, that's the price of a specific flight, which they calculate using a formula that works out between $5,000 and $7,000 per hour. But this ignores the cost of owning or leasing the jet or buying a new one when it needs to be replaced. Second, the perk often results in big tax bills for companies, which can eclipse the cost of the flight itself, whereas corporations can use deductions to offset executives' salaries or bonuses, they cannot do the same for personal jet travel. Last year, Comcast informed its investors that it had been denied a tax deduction in 2014 of about $3.75 million, far more than the $1.2 million it spent on the flights because of personal use of company aircraft by its executives and their guests. By allowing their executives to use the planes for personal trips, the company missed out on deductions to which it would have otherwise been entitled. Not all executives are fans. Although Warren Buffett uses Berkshire Hathaway aircraft for business travel, he also has a personal membership of NetJets, the pay-per-flight private jet operator that Berkshire owns, which he uses for all other trips. David Pyatt, the chief executive of Allegan between 1998 and 2015, 
says that during his tenure at the company, he consistently resisted a corporate jet or even a jet share. I used to joke with investors that even as a Scotsman, I only wasted my personal money on a jet share and certainly not the company's. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.